make decisions from what you desire versus what you fear happening. Hey, Magic Maker, Kelsey Foremost here, copywriting expert, marketing educator, mental health advocate, and your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where entrepreneurship and mental health meet. Have you ever done any mindset work before? Have you ever done a lot of mindset work and then looked at your life after a while and thought, I'm doing a lot of this mindset stuff, but nothing's really shifting for me. Nothing's really moving. It feels like I'm going through molasses. Same, same. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. And this is the conversation for you and for me. (laughs) Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, business coach Alicia St. Germain of The Conscious Edge. And Alicia takes a really cool approach to her coaching and her seminars and her workshops in that she really takes a holistic look at everything in someone's life that, you know, everything affects everything. So our mind, our body, and our purpose. They all feed each other. And have you ever heard that um, that phrase? Oh, what, oh, yeah. That a rising tide lifts all boats. Like all the boats that are in it, consider like the boats, the different areas of your life, your relationships, your business, your mindset, your physical health, your mental health. And if you are up-leveling you are rising, the rising tide is going to lift all of those boats up. It's going to elevate your experience in your life, in every area of your life, when you approach it in this way. So Alicia is really going to dig deep today, in particular on mindset. What even is mindset? Like defining what it actually means uh, you know, spoiler alert, it's not just a bunch of mantras that you repeat. It's about the beliefs underneath that mindset. And sometimes when we do all this work crafting a mindset, we really, um, we miss what can be limiting negative beliefs that are underneath that mindset. And it's like this form of self-sabotage. And if you're ever in a place where you are feeling like you're doing a lot of the you know, the spiritual work or the mindset work um, or the manifestation and just like everything just still the same and nothing's happening, nothing's moving. This work can be really valuable for you. So we are going to get into what that mindset looks like, how to identify limiting beliefs, um, paying particular attention to where we feel exhausted in our lives. This was a big one for me how we can support our body while we do this deeper mindset work, and how we can ask ourselves questions that really make sure we are tapping into our soul's purpose. That's something that Alicia talks about a lot, which is this idea that we are feeling called to create these businesses. We are feeling called to serve people in a certain way for a reason. And if we don't spend some time figuring out what that reason is, we're going to be floating and lost. So please enjoy this conversation with my friend and wonderful coach, human, who I just 
absolutely adore Alicia St. Germain. Welcome, Alicia St. Germain. Every time I say it, it sounds like I'm talking to a famous movie star. You have the best freaking name. Do you get that a lot? I do. I do. I'm married into it. So like I have no credit other than I picked a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I always, um, you know, my last name foremost, it's we're the only foremost. And the only reason is they screwed it up at Ellis Island. Um, It used to be Formosa, which is an Italian name, but when I was an actress, I always used to get kind of ragged on because people thought that Foremost was a stage name. And I wanted, I, every time I was like, it's not a stage name. It's my real name. I swear. Here's my driver's <laughs> license. Like, yeah. Anyway, so that's cool. great names unite. So Alicia and I connected, God, we just talked about this 2020, right? I think so. Like right during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you were one of the people that I immediately was drawn to, especially in terms of the value you were providing people who attended your summits and like your live coaching and your master classes. You just deliver so much value that goes so far beyond just the business side of things. And you were you walked the walk with like mental health and physical health being a part of running a successful business. 100%. That's what I stand for. Like you don't get to build your business to to run yourself into the ground and not get to enjoy it. Absolutely. Where does that come from? Do you think like did you experience something where you were running into the ground or were you noticing people like clients of yours doing this? No, it's definitely my own experience. Um, And I would have to say that didn't drop in until a little bit later in my business after I had kids. Mm. And um, I realized like I was building my business, had a very strong mindset. And I always say like I I could mindset myself right into the ground. (laughs) So I, I had to learn the hard way that what actually is mindset and then what is the deeper work that I do and how do they fit together? Because I see it all the time. People are like, think having a strong mindset, wear it like a badge of honor and they are exhausted. Yes. Okay. So let's peel back some layers of the onion. What is a mindset? Like, what does that mean specifically to you? So I think for most people in, in the entrepreneurial space, we talk about mindset all the time. And I think for most people, what they think of it as is it's the conscious things that they're doing to, to control their thoughts. Hmm. And so they'll notice that they have a self-limiting thought or something that that's not serving them. They might ask themselves, okay, what's that about? Okay. What's a better thought? but they're not always dealing with what's actually underneath there. Mm. And so the sabotage that comes in your business is really coming from a place that is very primal and unconscious. And it causes people to do things like overwork, overanalyze, procrastinate, undercharge, undercharge, like, And really just, even if you're doing all the right things, there's like this intensity where you just can't even relax, even if you don't have anything to do, you just can't relax. Mm. And I think that that's the deeper work that's really important for the sustainability of business. And I think so many people put 
put emphasis on mindset, but are you actually dealing with the unconscious piece? And I think yeah. that's really important. It's so important. And it also really explains the name of your business, the conscious edge. That's really clicking. Yeah. Like I, and, and I, and I have to tell you, that's a fun story. Cause I literally got in my car one day when I started this business and I was like, all right, God, we like, we got to come up with a name. And by the time I get done with this 20 minute drive, we're going to have it. And I love had it. this whole like conversation I love about the name of the company. And then it just became, and what was really cool was the, the URL wasn't really available, but I was like, I'm just going to do it anyways. And I actually hunted down the owner of the URL who wasn't using it. Mm -hmm. And he let me buy it for what he paid for it. That's so incredible. It's divine. <laughs> that is absolutely divine. That's amazing. Let's, I'm, I'm not quite ready to leave this topic yet. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Because this is very, um, like when we describe things like what mindset means without giving an example of like what a mindset and subconscious beliefs might mm -hmm. look like in real life and like grounded in reality, I think we can sometimes lose the deeper meaning. Yeah. Um, can you, can you give an yeah. example? Oh, awesome. So, so, so when, when we create, um, so one of the things that I do is I create a map with you and it tracks your goal to your behaviors, to your hidden commitments that are self-protective mm. and then identifies the belief, the big assumption that you're making about the way the world works. So let's say someone has like a goal to create X amount of income, $5,000 every single month. And they, we go through and we list what are all the behaviors that you're doing that are getting in the way of you making that $5,000. Hmm. So this is things like I'm, I'm not visible. Like I don't, a big one for a lot of people is they're not visible enough. <laughs> And when we look at the self-protection piece of that, it might be like, well, if I'm visible, like I, we imagine being visible and they might discover like they're afraid of being judged or yeah. they're afraid of, and, and, and a lot of times it's judgment, but they have a very specific experience with judgment yes. that creates that protection. Like I may also be committed to not being judged and therefore I'm going to hide. Yeah. So it makes your behavior make good sense. Totally. This is such a common thing that I see with copywriting clients too, is I can't tell you how often people think that they want more followers and more leads and whatever. And then I actually get into the, okay, well, let's refine your message. Who are you talking to and, and how are you helping them? Mm -hmm. And them committing to saying not just what they do, but like, this is how I help. Mm -hmm. It's this identity piece. And so often people break down crying. It's amazing. It's like therapy. You're uncovering underneath. Well, what is it that you're afraid to own? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and even be beyond that, it's like, okay, so yeah, I'm committed to not being judged. Like that's self-protective. We all have self-protection. But even underneath that, what's, what is it that you're believing about being visible or about being judged that makes it so it is absolutely unsafe for you to take action? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if I am judged, then 
you know, I won't recover. Or if I'm judged, then it means that I'm a bad person and I'm a waste of skin. Like those are the kinds of things that sometimes we uncover. And it's like, well, of course you don't want to do something that you're going to be judged at. It makes sense. So instead of someone sitting there going, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just do what my coach says? Like, no, 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 because you had an experience in your life when you were a lot younger that made you, that created this belief. And this was how you protected yourself as like you hid. Yeah. Because maybe you were criticized constantly. And so the fear is the brain's going, oh, this feels unsafe. You want to be visible? This feels a little like when we were six. Yeah. So it's really, and, and when you know it's there though, it's like, oh, that's, that's not something wrong with me. I'm whole. I just have this thing that's trying to protect me. And now you can consciously make a different choice. That's the key. Like, no, we're good. I've checked. Like, we don't really care what these people over here think because your brain's like, we care what all people think. Mm. And the truth is we, we care what certain people think, but not all people. That's so true. <laughs> and so you can like tell that, you can tell your brain like, no, no, we're good. Like, we really want this goal. So we're going to yeah. go do this thing and you're going to be okay. I think the real light bulb moment for me in having this conversation is the bridge of behavior. Because it's like, I have struggled so many times thinking like, well, I believe that I can have a six-figure business with just my course, or I believe that I can like have this many students enroll in my new program. But the behavior piece of like, okay, what behaviors am I doing that prevent that from happening? And then going to the deeper question motivation, because skipping that behavior, um, I think maybe that's where the confusion comes in. Cause I think a lot of people can be like, I've been doing the mantras and I've been doing the mirror work and I've been like, it's on post-it notes everywhere. And like, I promise you, I've been, I've been trying to adopt this sure. mindset. Like, why isn't there a, a, a change in my physical reality? Cause you're consciously doing it. But then there's this whole like unconscious piece that's literally like breathing mm -hmm. that is sending that out, that your behavior, your actions are sending out that intention yeah. into the universe. And that's why your manifestation is not working. Yeah. That's that soul piece. So you also talk about how mindset leads to this kind of almost place of giving up. Like you're so exhausted, right? Like you're so... I don't know if anybody else can identify with this, but when, when it's still not working out and it's still not working out and you're trying to do the work and you're just like, damn, I'm just tired. Like, I just want to give up. What happens in that place? Like that exhaustion place. So I would say it's, it's twofold, right? It's the people who it's not working for, but then there are a whole set of people who it is working for yeah. and you're still exhausted. So so let me just say this. If it's not working for you and you're exhausted, when it does start to work, you're still going to be exhausted. Mm, that's so good. That's because so good. money is an amplifier. It yeah. is just going to amplify whatever's underneath there. So it, I don't know that it really matters whether it's working for you, it's not working for you, and you're. it's not even at a point of giving up. It's like give up or burn it down. Mm. 
So we'll ha there's like a whole group of people that it works for and they want to burn their business down because they're miserable. Yeah. So, you know, underneath there, it's like you got to handle the mind stuff. So having a strong mindset is being able to accomplish your goals without sacrificing your mind or without sacrificing your body, your values and the people you love. Mm. And if you are hitting your goals and you're sacrificing your body or the people you love, it's okay. You just haven't figured out how to do it yet. Yeah. It's totally okay. Um, and you do, and you figure out what you learn and you do it better. So, so, you know, my encouragement is like, don't go to a place of quitting, just keep tweaking till you figure out how to do it better or get coaching, get support. And I used to get so frustrated because my coaches would tell me it's my mindset and I have kids. <laughs> they tell me it's my mindset. I was like, I have a freaking strong it's mindset. Not my mindset. I'm four hours a night and I'm miserable. And and I used to blame the coaches because it was like, well, they don't understand because they don't have kids, or they had their kids after they built their businesses. And I was building my business at the same time as having little kids, like little little kids. And so what what I realized is. I just hadn't figured out how to build my business or how to reach my goals while having my circumstances. And maybe that's going to look differently. So having a strong mindset is, is really not giving up and continuing to work to figure it out where you achieve your goals in, bal like in balance. I know that there's a big thing on balance, but just think of it this way. A pound of feathers takes up way more space than a pound of iron. So balance doesn't mean equal amounts of time. Balance means it feels good in all the areas and it and it's taking up the appropriate amount of space. Ooh, say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> I don't know if I can rewind it. The, and well, to taking the up space. So if I yeah. so I'm I'm such a I love visual examples. Like being able to visualize something really helps me putting it in context. So this idea of like how much space a pound of feathers takes up. And to me, that might translate to like fluff in your business, right? Like unnecessary emails, um, uh, spending forever on social media posts that are really not that important and like fluff, fluff in my business. It's taking up space. It's taking up time in my calendar. It's taking up emotional energy, creative energy. It's just, it's space versus something really concrete, like a pound of iron, small, but like packs the exact same punch for less space, which frees up all of this beautiful yeah. opportunity around it. And it can look like that. That's a different way of looking at it. But, but the way I actually meant it was like, you could be spending a pound of feathers in your business and a pound of iron in the time that you're spending with people you love and it's still quality time and it's still equal mm. and it's still valuable. So mm. you could look at it a couple different ways. Isn't that so interesting how like different things will resonate with different people and different interpretations. The brain is so interesting. It's so interesting. And it just proves your original point of like, we are coming to everything with our own set of circumstances always. And there are internalized histories that absolutely 
like it or not, are going to color whatever we're learning, whatever we're absorbing. And a lot of times those things are actually in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a ton of research recently on burnout and the body and like using our bodies as a a check engine light, but also as a way to improve other areas. And I know you're so good about the connection between the body and the mind and the spirit. So maybe let's move into some body stuff and maybe, cause I know this is a passion of yours. It is. And it's, and you know, it's like super basic. Basic is great. And it's so funny. No, it's because, so number one, sleep. Like you, you cannot sacrifice sleep because the, the first three hours of your sleep is when your body recovers. And then after that, it's for your brain. So if you are shorting yourself on sleep, that is why everybody's walking around with like mind fog and they can't connect to their intuition and their, their creativity is stunted. And it just feels like there's a block is because your brain is tired and yet your body can keep going. Um, and you'll pay for it. Like it'll, it'll catch up with you. It's like when you have that crash and you just you have to go sleep. But if you actually prioritize your sleep, a lot of things will fall into place um, regarding mental health. And I'm not saying that there aren't, uh, there's merit, right, in, in actual therapy uh, and being able to get the appropriate support. Of course. But a lot of, I always say a tired mind is hard to manage. Mm. So I always know like if I'm tired and I'm not making sense and my mind feels like it is really hopped up and like saying some not nice things to me. I'm like, you know what? We're going to put this conversation on the shelf brain because I'm an, I need a nap. Yes. You know, I need to sleep and then we will everything does look better in the morning. So, sleep is a really big one and then, you know, obviously good nutrition. I've invested heavily in my nutrition. These are really basic things because your body is your tool to do your work in the world. And if an artist doesn't take care of their tool, it's going to wear out, except you don't get a new body. Well, and I think people... At least not in this life. That's right. And I think people forget that the brain is a physical part of our body. Right. Right. I think when we think of the brain, we th- actually what we mean most of the time is our thoughts. Right. Versus actually caring for the brain. The muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Like I um, recently was speaking with a therapist about like gut brain stuff. I have a lot of gut issues and um, we were talking about the gut brain and, and remembering that the brain is physical. And we were talking, we were really nerding out about the vagus nerve, which is a, a nerve that goes from your brain to like literally into your guts. And um, we were talking about sleep and nutrition and movement and sunlight and all of these things that, like you said, are quote unquote basic, but they're basic because we need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not well, that it's, complicated. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not. And like, people want like a magic formula or you sit there as a, as a coach, sometimes you're like, I can't believe I'm being paid to be coached, to coach someone on this piece. This is so basic, but here's the, the, the real thing. If you have what we call an immunity to change, like in your brain, you have this immune system. This is what I was describing at the beginning when we were talking mm-hmm. and it says it's unsafe for you, then it will sacrifice the body in order to, I mean, this is why people, when they have adrenaline and they have the, they have their cortisol really high is because they're constantly in fight or flight. 
And so the brain is doing that to your body and it's, it's wearing it out. So again, there's a big connection and why I kind of have to talk about it because it, these are physical symptoms of something amiss in your immune system of your brain. Oh, can you say more about the immune system of the brain? This yeah. my yeah. talk about brains, my neuro, my neurons are firing like crazy. Yeah. So your brain, and this is, this is work by Bob Keegan and Lisa Leahy, who are two Harvard professors who devoted their life's work to creating this immunity to change, which is what I'm certified in. Um, and basically you have this immune system and the brain functions as like, we have to keep you safe. And these are the rules. And this is the big assumption. This is what I talking about at the beginning to keep you safe. And if it perceives a threat, like you have a goal that is threatening this safety mechanism, we've got to upgrade the system in order for you be, you to be able to move forward. So you will at every level you hit in your business come to the outer edges of your immune system and it almost can flip on you like an autoimmune disorder. <laughs> it can flip on you and start to attack your best intentions. And that's where your actions and your behaviors and the sleep deprivation and all the things you do to yourself to protect are, are sabotaging your biggest goals. Wow. That's giving me some food for thought. No pun intended considering this conversation, but it's, it's that's wow. That's a really, really interesting idea because the brain is in and of itself, its own organism. And it's trying to keep itself at a, like a comfortable status quo. So when you challenge that status quo with something, it is like having an immune reaction. And like, I think about, um, like a mosquito bite. Mosquito bite is something that causes an immune response, right? And we can see it on our body. We all know what that's like. And it's really, really painful at first, but then like we come back changed or like a different stasis. I don't know. That's probably not a really good example, but it's really fascinating to think of the brain as having an immune system. So how do we, how do we help the brain not fight change? So it's a relearning. I mean, this is things that you learned early on and it was repetitive and it was not necessarily big moments. It was a series of small moments that happened over and over again. And it's a relearning. So as part of the work I do with my clients, we will look at specifically what's the belief, what's the big assumption that your brain's making about the way the world works. And then we challenge it. Like, are we sure that's really true? Is it always true? Is it sometimes true? And then you start taking action in, and here's, here's the thing about some of the mindset work and leadership work that's out there. They put you into a container and they create very intense situations for you to change your behavior and see how you kind of see how you react. And then you learn new things about yourself. The problem is it's very uncomfortable for your body. And um, I'm not saying that it's bad. I've done the work. I've done those work that at work. It's not for everyone. And so this is much more gentle. This is not designed to create an immune response, so to say, in quotation marks. This is designed to make it safe so that your brain slowly learns 
you know, maybe what we thought about this thing isn't always true. Yeah. I mean, literally creating new neural pathways, rewiring your brain. So for anybody hearing that going like, what the heck is she talking about? So this, uh, I watched a documentary a long time ago called What the Bleep Do We Know? And some of this stuff has kind of been disproven, but a lot of this stuff is very, very grounded in science and neuroscience. And what is very, very true is there are like crystallized paths of our neurons inside our brain. And the more we perform a certain behavior or follow a certain thread of thought, um, the more solid that pathway becomes. So let's use the example of a smoker, right? A smoker over 10 years has completely crystallized and solidified. I feel anxious. I reach for cigarette. I smoke cigarette. I feel better. And that pathway crystallizes over time, which is why it is so hard for the person addicted to cigarettes to stop smoking because all they want to do when they feel anxious, when they're triggered is reach for that cigarette. That neural pathway is wired hard. So in order to help someone quit, they have to rewire the neurons inside the brain to say, okay, next time you feel anxious, we're going to reach for a pack of gum. Next time you feel anxious, we're going to reach for an ice cube to chew. And it feels really uncomfortable. And we feel like it's the wrong way because our brain wants us to go to that old comfy path. But the more you do it, the more you chew gum and ice, instead of reaching for a cigarette, the stronger the new neural pathway becomes. And it's just like with any behavior, the more we do it, the more we practice it, the easier and easier it becomes to do that thing, which I think is, you know, in essence, what you're getting at. Right. Right. And, and essentially, um, and it takes time, takes time, you know, we, that's people get so impatient with themselves. And so often people will come and like, they'll take a mapping workshop with me and they'll say like, I thought I handled this. Oh yeah. I mean, how common is that? I thought I was done with this thing. I thought I I had healed this. this Yeah. You know? And so that's the other part is creating a system for yourself, like a a protocol Mm. essentially for yourself that you know your triggers, you know what is likely to put you down the spiral. And before you get into that situation, or as you feel it coming up in your body, you actually take action in your, in your, your protocol, essentially, that you know, works for you to get you out of that thinking. And so you, you go from being stuck in your stuff for years to being stuck in your stuff for months to being stuck in your stuff for weeks to being stuck in your stuff for days hours, minutes, seconds, Hmm. and it takes time and people aren't paid. You have to be patient with themselves. It takes patience for it to take less time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So we've talked about the mind. We've talked about the body. There's a third piece that you talk about a lot, which is the soul and the spirit. So let's move into talking about that. Cause I know that that's the really deep stuff. That's the yeah, that's the good. It's where the magic happens. That's right. Right. That's right. It's where the magic happens. So, um, so one of the things that, uh, or one of my experiences was several years ago, I actually had had something called a soul purpose reading from wonderful mentor of mine, Ariella Indigo. And, um, it was, she took my name 
and she encoded it like it's encoded with 22 Hebrew numerology codes like the Hebrew fire letters, the codes of creation. And in these codes, it's based on the sound that your name makes. And so God, spirit, your soul, whatever it is you subscribe to, it's totally fine, gave your name to your parents. And then that name creates a sound which, which creates your reality or creates some of the things that are happening in your reality. And I found it to be so supportive. And so it was like, it made, helped me understand why I was the way I was, but from a totally spiritual level. And yet it's interesting to me with the way we have these science-based things, personality profiles, all of those things. And then there's these other things out there like human design. Um, and, and yet there's so, so many similarities. Totally. So I believe in, but like I, I talk about my business as being the place where modern science merges with ancient wisdom. I right? love that. So- it's so true. It's so true. I remember just briefly, I remember being in college and I had to take a religion course because I went to a school where that was part of our core requirement and I took ancient Buddhism. And I remember thinking like, oh, this will be like very different and cool. And I've never done anything not Western religion before. And I remember like literally double checking and being like, I'm sorry, was that, wasn't that from the old Testament in the Bible? Oh, that's a Buddhist ancient text. Like, wow, there are a lot, there's a lot of crossover between religions and like core ideas of religions. And you're absolutely right. There's so much crossover between Myers-Briggs human design. Um, Yeah. Fill in the blank attachment styles. Yeah. It's all, it's all interwoven. So, so essentially what happened was, and, and as you do this work, as you do the mindset work, as you clean up some of the, that piece, you can hear your intuition more, you can hear your spirit and your soul more. And so in my head, I was like, there was a point in my program. It's like, I really want to bring a profile in and I didn't want to be corporate. Like, cause I'm not corporate. I've never been corporate. It's not my thing. And then I looked at some of the other more spiritually based things. And I said to myself, like, oh, I just really wish I could bring soul purpose in. And like within, this is how my life works. I ask for something and then it happens very quickly. So within months, this opportunity to be certified under my mentor came up and we brought it into the program. And what is so powerful about it is there are, there are places you are in your life, like based on an experiences that you're creating, your soul is creating in order to teach you the lessons that you'll need in order for you to bring your purpose, to, to live your purpose here. And so like all the hardships, all the annoying stuff that happens, all the plat, all the things that keep coming up for you really are there for a purpose yeah, and to help you along the way, even though it doesn't feel like it. Totally. Yeah. I, so- I was doing a meditation the other day about, um, chronic issues and how there are chronic things, whether they're literally physically chronic, um, physical symptoms or they're chronic like you keep having the same emotional pain over and over, or you find yourself in the same situation over and over. And the idea of being like, until you heal this thing, it's going to keep coming up to be healed. And it's the same 
I mean, businesses are a reflection of ourselves. Businesses are a reflection of our purpose, how we are choosing to spend our time on this earth. We spend most of it creating things in a career or in like work, even if that work is like raising children, whatever. We're spending the bulk of our time working towards something. And if we ignore that purpose and spirituality and calling is part of that, then we are missing it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and if you feel like you, here's the other thing is like, if you feel like you don't know what your purpose is, oftentimes I've done the readings for people and I'll go, you know what? It's not dropped in yet. Like it, they literally are encoded with like, this will happen a little later in life for them. And so it's like, just enjoy the ride. Like, Stop trying to get somewhere and just be here. Yeah. There's a, um, so people who are regular listeners know I'm a musical theater nerd and there is a song in a musical called Avenue Q, which uh, was written by people who got fired from Sesame Street, I think. <laughs> and it's puppets. It's literally puppets. It sounds super weird, but they are written like it's a children's cartoon, but it's very adult themes. And the first song is called Purpose. And it's a puppet young man character who has just graduated from Princeton, is super in debt, and he has absolutely no idea what his purpose is and what he wants to do with his life. And it's him walking through New York City going, I need to find my purpose. <laughs> That's what's playing in my head right now. So That's if you so need funny. a good laugh, go listen to Purpose from Avenue Q. <laughs> That's so funny. I might have to use that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really yeah. cute. It's really good. So what can you give us any exercises or maybe questions to ask ourselves if we feel like we want to do a little bit more work on this, like this mindset, soul purpose, body, mind, soul stuff. What would be like a good starting kickoff point for people? You know, so one of the things that is been really powerful is to just really allow space during um, mundane activities. Like I know this is gonna, this has always worked for me, but like really mundane activities. Sometimes we have a tendency, especially with electronics being around us, that like we want to constantly consume something in our brain. And if you've ever felt like the best ideas come to you in the shower or like for me, if my hands are in water, that is when I am just kind of doing the thing. My brain, my body is active with something that doesn't require thought, taking a shower. And that's when if I just think of nothing, things will start to download. So what I would say for you is notice when you have really good ideas. I bet it's the same. You have a, there's something similar. Like it's either when you're in nature, it's when you're running, it's, it's when your body is busy doing something that is not requiring your attention. Yeah. And really just asking, like letting it go where it's going to go. That's your soul speaking to you. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't make sense and sometimes the 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 brain that has the immune system the part that's trying to survive will be like explaining that away yes but 
the truth is if you just like let that go where it's going to go and act on it, you're going to find like a lot of magic comes forward oh, for you. That's so true. And I also would love to challenge people. This was really hard for me. I It's still really hard for me to take walks without my phone or without headphones in. I love podcasts. I love listening to books on tape, um, but that occupies my brain. And so I sometimes have to be like, I'm going for a walk and I'm leaving my phone at home. And it almost feels like physically mm-hmm. painful. It, it, and what, so the question is, what are you trying to numb out? Right. Exactly. And also there's very real like phone addiction uh, yeah. stuff that I think a lot of us, we don't even know what, what we're going to be trying to heal later in our lives. And, and it's designed to be that way. That's a really sucky thing. Yeah. Like it's designed to be that way. So, you know, know that as well. Like I, we really, I'm definitely a phone addict and I have to really consciously work at it and know that, that that is happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're all a work in progress. So don't, don't think I got this all figured out. (laughs) Oh, no, that's, yeah. That's the other piece. Like go towards what feels warm to your soul. Like it's not always going to be like one big thunderclap answer. In fact, it probably never is going to be one big thunderclap answer. It's lots of little clues, lots of little breadcrumbs that make your intuition perk up and say, Ooh, I'm curious about that. I'd like to learn more about this or wow, that really spoke to me, or I'm going to journal about this. Right. That's where real change happens. And like Alicia said, it's slow. It's Mm -hmm. slow. It's beautiful. You can't dig up the seeds that you planted to see if they've sprouted roots and expect it to grow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. All right, Alicia. So if people are listening to this and going, yes, give me more Alicia, where can they find you? How can, how can they get into your communities? I know you have some amazing programs and, and freebies that I would highly encourage everyone to check out. Yeah, no. So one of the things I wanted to bring for your audience was actually the the mapping workshop that um, will help them identify what is their unique immune system. Mm-hmm. What are the beliefs that you're making up um, about the way the world works and the way that you exist in it? So I'm going to send people to consciousedge.com forward slash magic. Hi, magic <laughs> dash dash freebie. So magic dash freebie. I know you'll put that in the show notes. I will. Yes, it'll be right there below. It's easy to remember. (laughs) Yeah, it'll take you about an hour. But what's really great is you'll have this immediate transformation breakthrough. You'll see it there and you can start to become aware of it. And that'll empower you to make some different choices about what you're going to do next Mm. in your life. And it'll help you move towards what you desire, make those places, those decisions from that place versus what you fear happening. Oh, make decisions from what you desire versus what you fear happening. Mike freaking drop. Alicia St. Germain. (laughs) That's so great. Well, I know I'm going to be taking advantage of this workshop. If you guys want to do it with me, DM me on Instagram at kelsey.writes or write me at hello at kelseyformos.com. I would love to know your results, what you got out of this. I'll share my results and what I get out of it. I'm really excited. I'm those, I'm the kind of person who like, if there's a quiz, I'm going to take it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's really powerful. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's more than a quiz. Yes. It'll take you about, a, like I said, it'll take you about an hour, but it is so powerful. Powerful change. That's what we're about. Meaningful, powerful change. Thank you for being here, Alicia. As always, just such a pleasure to talk with you and see your face. Every time I do, I leave feeling just so supported and grounded and excited about what's next. So thank you. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to be here. And I thank you so much for the opportunity. Ah, oh, you're the best. All right, magic makers. This has been another episode of Find Your Magic. Thank you so much for being here. Go out and take this amazing workshop that Alicia has so generously gifted to us, theconsciousedge.com forward slash magic hyphen freebie. Did I get that right? I got that right. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody. Take care. All right, y'all know I'm about to ask you to subscribe to Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found us today. It truly helps podcasters pay their teams, find better guests, and give you good content. So if you want to hear more conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, be sure to subscribe to Find Your Magic and leave us a review. Thanks for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.